Welcome to Meadowbrook Church, loving Jesus by loving people. For more information about who we are, find us online at www.meadowbrook.ca. Good morning. Merry Christmas. Good to be here sharing with you today. My name is Chris. I'm one of the pastors on staff here. And normally I would tell you at this point to open up your Bibles and turn to a passage. But we just have one verse we're going to look at today. And I'm just going to make it easy for everybody. We're going to put it up on the screen as we go, as we talk about Christmas today, obviously. So I want you to take a moment to think about the best Christmas gift you ever got. Uh, when you were growing up. Take a moment to think back to that. What was the best gift you ever got? And I was reflecting on that this week because someone asked that. I was listening to the radio and someone had asked and said, you should reflect on that. It's fun. It'll take you back to your childhood. So uh, I did that a little bit and I decided, uh, I don't know if it was necessarily the best gift that I ever got, but I'm going to take you back to 1986 for a moment. You remember those days? Uh, it was a very different world, and the internet was not around yet. And uh, as we were, uh, I was a child there, I was six years old that year. And I don't know if it was the best gift I ever got, but it's the first time that I can remember uh, really wanting something and asking for it and getting it. And then that may have happened before, but this is the one that I remember. And uh, in 1986, we didn't have computers in our house for the most part. They were pretty new, and so occasionally people had computers. And we didn't have computers at school yet, and that was just not a part of anything. So I don't know how I got it into my head. I saw it on TV or something, but I wanted a computer for Christmas. Now, back then, if you remember 1986, computers were like green, and they were basically just for typing, and there wasn't a lot you could do with them unless you were typing a document or coding. And my parents rightly determined that their six-year-old son, who had never done this before, did not need an actual home computer in that moment. But that year, I opened up this beauty. I found this picture on the internet. It was called the Talking Computron, and it was the coolest thing of all time. And it ran on six D batteries, so it cost like $40 every time you used it. And you turned it on, and it would say, please choose an activity. And it talked to you like that. And you would pick one of the things on the keyboard, and there were spelling games and word games. And it was actually teaching you how to type, even though you didn't realize that's what it was doing. And it was teaching you how to spell. And so I might have been a nerd at the earliest of ages. But I remember asking for it and opening it, and it was amazing. And that is a part of Christmas. My kids are still young. They are excited for presents tomorrow. And we're sometimes a little wary as Christians about Christmas and just how we uh, certainly want to be aware of the commercialism, the materialism, the selfishness or the greed that can happen. We want to be aware of those things. But there is something about the giving of a gift that is very Christ-like and very biblical and very Christmas. I want to show you a short video as we get going here today. And uh, someone animated this, put this together. This is kids talking about what makes Christmas so special. Take a look. <laughs> yeah. What's your favorite part of Christmas? Pushing up the Christmas tree. When we get to have all the food. Getting Christmas presents. Getting out of my room, peeking the corner, and seeing where Santa Claus is. What's your least favorite part? Last year, the tree was fake, and we could see right through it. My brother cried because he's scared of Santa, but I'm not. What kinds of things do you like to do in the snow? Play in the snow. I like to make snowmen, make snow angels, sled down hills, snowball fights. And then I like to skate, but it's really hard. I can't even do it. 
Whose birthday is on Christmas? Jesus. Jesus. Jesus is. Santa's. I mean, I mean, Jesus. And where was Jesus born? In a tent. In a stable. At a hospital. In Bethlehem. In Oklahoma. What kind of animals were there? Sheep and cows, horses, chickens, camels, pigs, elephants, bunnies and rappers, zebras, dogs and kitties. Why do other people get presents on Jesus' birthday? Um, because they've been good. Well, they gave presents to him when he was born and we give gifts to each other. Because Jesus was the gift from God. What do you think is Jesus' favorite part of Christmas? Just seeing people happy. See how everyone's being kind to one another. Probably the missions for all the homeless people. If you could give Jesus a present, what would you give him? A puppy dog. A snowball. A little bear, and he loves it. I'll give him all my toys. My love. My heart. Everything I had. Why do you think Jesus came to live with us? Because he loves everybody the mostest. Because he wanted us to be good and not bad. He's God's son, and that was what God wanted him to do. And that way he could fix out all the problems that were happening. He felt like we were more important than him. I think he loves us very much. Why is Christmas so special? Jesus was born on that day. Because you share it with your friends and family. It's a day where we can spend time and we get to give presents to other people. It's about sharing. We get to praise um, Jesus. I love it. Merry Christmas, everybody. Well, I'm fine. You're crying. Stop it. We should let our children teach us regularly, uh, just the insight that they bring. Here's our verse today, 2 Corinthians 9.15, simple verse. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift, and that is Christmas. That is what we celebrate as we celebrate Jesus, that every time we come back to this place where we are reflecting on Jesus and the manger and the stable and the angels and the shepherds and the wise men and what is transpiring in Bethlehem that night, we are brought back to this place of gratitude because God has given us this incredible gift. And that gift that he has given is the gift of himself. God has come near to us. God has walked among us. God has come close to us. And so we say thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. This incredible thing that he has given to us as he has come near to us, as he has drawn close to us, as he has lived the life that we live, and as he has not just done that, but we know in Christmas that Christmas is always pointing towards Easter, that he came to lay down down his life for us. He came to save us. One of the great lines in that uh, clip that we saw uh, when they were asked, why do you think Jesus came? And one of the kids said, because he felt like we were more important than him. And that's what love looks like. And that might sound even a little bit blasphemous, but that's what love looks like. And it's not that we're more important than God, but it's that in his heart, in his desire to be with us, in his desire to save us, he put us first and was willing to lay down his life 
for us. And so as we reflect on where this whole Christmas story is going, we say thanks be to God for his indescribable gift, the grace and the mercy, the forgiveness and the salvation that he offers to us. One of the things the kids talked about in that passage is, uh, you know, in that clip is that when we give gifts, it's because uh, they brought gifts to Jesus and Jesus was the gift from God. And in that sense, it's very biblical for us to be generous. And of course, we want to be careful not to get caught up too much in materialism or greed or anything like that. But generosity is definitely a theme of the Bible. And if you go back and you read the chapter that that verse is from, 2 Corinthians 9, it's all about being generous and, and being kind to one another and supporting one another and helping where there's a need. And Paul, as he is writing that to the Corinthian church, says, just remember as you're thinking about how to be generous to one another, remember what God did for you. Remember the gift that was given to you. And as the gift was given to you, out of that gratitude, out of that thankfulness, out of that worshipful heart, you also go and be generous to others. So we say thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. The kids were asked, if you could give Jesus a present, what would that be? And that's just a fun thing to kind of reflect on. If you were able to give him something out of that gratitude, out of that worship, what would you give to Jesus this Christmas? Your thanks, your worship, generosity towards others, obedience, there's a lot of ways that could go. But as we say thank you, Lord, for your indescribable gift, for this amazing, incredible thing that we didn't deserve, that you gave us anyway, our reaction is always thank you. And so as we reflect on Christmas, as we reflect on the nativity scene, as we reflect on everything that goes on in this season, we want to pause... Excuse me, excuse me. Sorry? I need some, I have something to say. Okay, I'm just, uh, just no, no, a few no, more minutes, just, just give me, just one I have the mic right now, if you, it's fine. Oh, my back, I'm sorry. If you, can you move this? Mesh, grab my rocking chair that's conveniently placed there. Go grab it. You move this. Grandma Sarah, I was just about to wrap up here. It's so fine. if you're. Can you move this over there, please? Can I finish first? I have something to say. Can I finish first? No. Oh. <laughs> Hurry, my back hurts. I need somewhere to sit. Oh. I, uh, I need it over here, right here. Not near the, not near the fire though, because safety hazard. Right here. Quick, my back. Oh, it hurts so bad. I've been knitting all day and baking. Yeah. No, 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 no. Over here. Right. No. A little bit. What's that? Just like that. Oh my goodness. Okay. Now get off the stage. <laughs> Just like that. Thank you. Oh. Feels right. It's a little chilly in here. Is it cold? Oh my goodness. Okay. Oh my gosh. I forgot what I was doing. Okay. You know what? I really liked what you were saying about the gift and everything, but I feel like I just have something to add, if that's okay, because I'm already up here now. I have the mic. Um, but you know what? I'm going to read a story, but I need some friends to read the story. So can I have all the kids? Come sit with me up here so I'm not alone. All right here. If you don't come, I'm going to make Mesh and Chris sit with me. Come on. All right in the front row. Come on down. Come join Grandma Sarah. Let's read a story. No, sit, sit right here, like on the floor and face Grandma Sarah so you can see the pictures. Oh, it's great. I see some adults coming. Are you going to sit with us too? It's wonderful. Come on. Bring it in. 
Tyson, that's great. Kenzie. Oh, this is awesome. I have some adults with me, guys. Grandma Sarah's so happy. Okay, let me just, oh, I forgot my reading glasses, so this is gonna be a rough one, guys. Okay, are we all up here? Is everyone here? Are you guys cozy? Do you want a blanket? Yeah. I, don't, I don't have one for you, I'm sorry. You should have brought your own. Are you ready? You could kind of share the bottom there, but don't pull it, because Grandma Sarah's really, really cold in all of these clothes. Okay. So I have a story that I want to read you, but first, I have a question. Are you guys excited for Christmas? Yeah! Are you sure you don't sound really excited? Let me ask you again. Are you excited for Christmas? Yeah! Yeah. Okay. I have one other question. Grown-ups, are you excited for Christmas? Yeah! That is my, I got a fist bump. Oh, my back, that hurts, I can't do that. Okay, friends, I have a story about Christmas that I wanna read you, is that okay? Yeah. yeah, okay, so let's read. This story is called The Promised Savior. The Bible says that the only perfect, that only perfect people can live with a perfect God, but people aren't perfect. Whether boy or girl, mom or dad, we all do wrong. Since it is only right that all sin is punished, it means that we have a big problem. Because we sin, we too must be punished. And this is really terrible news. But remember how God had some good news? Remember his plan? The Bible says that God would provide a savior who would one day come to earth. This savior would rescue anyone who wanted to be saved from the punishment of their sin. For years, the people looked forward to the day when the Savior would arrive. While they waited, God told them to do something that would help them to see how sin could be punished without punishing them. God asked them to bring a perfect lamb to an altar. The one bringing the lamb put his hand on the lamb's head, showing that his sin was being moved onto the lamb. The lamb then had to die, as death is the punishment for our sin. The lamb died in the man's place. This showed people how God could punish sin without punishing them. So that's the way it was for many long years. People looked forward to the coming Savior. They wondered who might he be? What was his name? How would he come and how would he save them? Finally, the day arrived. The Savior came to earth. And do you know what? It turned out that the Savior was God himself. That's right, God came to earth. Isn't that amazing? To be the savior, God became a man. This doesn't mean that he stopped being God, but the Lord knew that the only way to save us was to become like us. So he came as a little baby, just like any other boy or girl arrives on earth. He was born into a very ordinary family. His mother was called Mary, and do you know what her husband's name was? What was it, Owen? Joseph. Your dad's name is John. (laughs) And her husband's name was Joseph. Though the family was very ordinary, the baby was not. The baby was God himself. The Lord was not born as a baby in a hospital, like most of us were. He was born in a stable, a place where sheep and little lambs are sheltered. His first visitors, do you know who they were? Who were his first visitors? Mom and dad, they were there too. Shiloh. Shepherds, that is right. His first visitors were shepherds, men who care for lambs and make sure that they come to no harm. When God came to earth, he was called Jesus. The name Jesus means God is the one who saves. 
Jesus was the savior that God had promised to Adam and Eve long ago, and he came to save us from the punishment our sin deserves. Jesus did many, many wonderful things while he was on earth, amazing things that don't normally happen. He made blind men see so that they wouldn't stumble and fall. He healed those who could not walk so that they could run and play. And Jesus brought a little girl back to life so that all her friends would be happy again. He fed a huge crowd with just a small boy's lunch so that no one would be hungry. And Jesus did all of these things so that people would know that he is God and that he loves people. Friends, I know we get really, really excited when we get gifts, right? At Christmas time, Christmas morning when you're opening your gifts and you're with your family. But that is not the main reason why we should be excited for Christmas, right? God loved us. He loved you so much that he sent his only son down to earth as a baby so that he could take the punishment for our sin. And that shows a lot of love. So this Christmas, as we're opening our gifts, be grateful for those, but remember why we should really be grateful this Christmas season, right? Okay, now that that story's done, I have one more story for you. Back when I was a little girl, my mom and dad used to... Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're done. I'm not. You, you've taken a lot of time. The kids have enjoyed you, but Grandma Sarah, give her a hand, but she's done. You guys can go sit. All right, kids. Thanks, kids, for joining us. Thank you, Grandma Sarah. Uh, you, you got the chair? Are you sure you got that? All right, you're back suddenly okay now. Hi, Emma. Can I have a high five? Thanks, sweetie. Bye. Wasn't that a great story? You know, the question's been asked today, talking about gifts, and I'm gonna tell you a quick story about one of the strangest gifts I was ever given. I was pastoring at a church, and we are working with some special needs young adults in the community. And we thought we'd do a Christmas gift exchange. It was nothing major, just go pick up something from the dollar store and bring it by. And we were around in a circle, it wasn't a huge group, about 20 people or so, and mostly those were young adults with just different disabilities and mental challenges, etc. And each of them wrote down a name of the gift that they were gonna get. So for example, they had an envelope, and my name was on there. And so one of the guys, his name was Robert, he was a young adult, probably about 25, had some issues and struggling with some disabilities, but he was such a sweet guy. And he was a part of this ministry. He would come off the all the time. So he came up to me, and we opened the gifts, and he gives me this envelope. And he goes, this is for you, Mesh. And he was really excited, I thought, right on. An envelope. Wonder what's in it. So I open it up, and he's standing in front of me. And I, I open up the envelope, I tear it open, and I put my hand in there, and I pull out these little cards, they're like little gift cards, but yay big. And I look at the gift cards, and they were gift cards to go to a free session to a tanning salon. <laughs> do you see the irony in that? Of course you do. And what was unbelievable, I was, I was laughing inside, and I had a big grin on my face, of course, and here's Robert looking at me with his twinkle in his eye, just as softness and sweetness to him, and he just looked at me and said, I hope you have 
a Merry Christmas. And it was so sweet, and I couldn't break his heart to let him know I was already dark. And <laughs> these tanning coupons or free gift visit would be not very good for me. And so, but I looked at him and I said, Robert, I put my hand on his shoulder and I said, thank you so much for your kind gift. And he walked away and he was just excited and he was giddy and it was just a great evening of celebration. I that, share that story with you because we've been talking lots about gifts. And when Robert had given me this particular gift, I could have responded in a couple of ways, couldn't I? I could have been like, well, it doesn't really work for me. Or I could say, thank you for the gift. And that's the beautiful thing about coming to this time of year. When we think about Jesus, we think about his birth and this time of year as we give each other gifts. But here's the thing. When we give each other gifts, we have to be open to accept the gift, to take the gift. When I looked into Robert's eyes, his heart was just to bless me. And when I think about Jesus and God the Father sending his son Jesus to be born for us, to die for us as well, there comes a place for us where we have to accept that gift with openness into our hearts and into our lives. Because when we give gifts to each other, you know, you can either receive that gift with open arms or you can reject the gift. And sometimes in our lives, we do that. But with Jesus, we have the same choice to make. We either accept the gift or we reject the gift. And as you've come this morning, and I don't know your background, I don't know what you have for uh, your spiritual journey and where you're at with Jesus this morning. And oftentimes this time of year, people will come to church because it's that time of year where people are celebrating and getting together. And often in churches, people will come by and it's usually the first or second time they'll come to church. It's either Easter or Christmas. And if you've come here this morning, and you hear about the gifts, the indescribable gift of Jesus for us. My encouragement for you, for all of us, as we talk about this, is that you would accept the gift of Christ. That you wouldn't reject it, but you would open your heart because he came to sacrifice for us. And there's, there's a twinkle in Jesus' eye as well for his love for you, for his love for every single one of us. So as you've come today and whatever journey you're on, see, Jesus is there saying, I came to be born for you. I came to die for you as well. But you have to open your heart to accept that. And the Bible says that if we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that Jesus is Lord, we'll be saved. And that's what this is all about, leading into Easter as well, the resurrection of Christ. And as you've come this morning, our hope as a church and our prayer is that you would love Christ and know him. We talk a lot about here at the church that we're about a church that loves Jesus by loving people. And we want to be a part of that even this Christmas season as you come this morning. We're so glad you could join us here today. And as you've come today, and if you're trying to figure out who Jesus is, he loves you so much. And your heart just needs to be open to accept that gift. I'm going to call the worship team up, and we're going to wrap up. Uh, but as they're coming up, and as you think about being here this morning, uh, I can recognize this too, that this time of year isn't always the easiest for people too. And it's sometimes hard to accept the gift of Christ because of the brokenness in our lives and some of the circumstances we deal with. And he gets that. He wholeheartedly gets what you're going through. And he's simply saying, accept him, believe in him, and trust him. And you will sense a peace and a joy in the midst of all the chaos of life that you've never experienced before. Worship team, take it away. 
Amen. Amen. We're so glad you come this morning. And we offer a time of prayer as well for people that want to receive prayer. There'll be people up front that are trained to pray with you. Uh, specifically, they'll be up front. They'll have some lanyards on. So we encourage you to come forward if you need to be prayed for. And as people are coming forward to pray, we encourage you if you want to visit, which is great, that you do that in the foyer and just down the hall so we can create this place for an atmosphere of prayer. We are so glad you come today. And we have an evening service tonight at 6 o'clock. Hope to see you back tonight. Let me wrap us up in prayer, and we will let you go. Jesus, thank you that we can adore you that we can come and receive the gift that comes in you. And we ask Jesus as we reflect on that today, tomorrow, and the rest of the year and into our life till you return, that we understand what it means to follow you. And Lord, this morning as people have come, as they leave this building, that you guide them, protect them, encourage them, give them strength. And Lord, I pray that your power of the Holy Spirit be so present in our lives that we understand the true meaning of the season. Thank you, Jesus, for your love, for your birth, for your sacrifice and for dying on the cross for us as well. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen. Merry Christmas.